Hey Coconuts, welcome back to Weekly Market Updates, where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. I'm back, it's not just Anthony, and we have three topics to talk to you about. Two of them, pretty close to home really. First one is C and their earnings. Next is Grab and their earnings. We've talked about these two before. Grab, I mean, we complain a bit. C, we have always been talking about it quarter in, quarter out. So it'll be good to see where they are. Are they moving towards profitability? How is their diversification coming along? That's always good topics to bring up. And of course, last but not least is the third story, where Micron technology has been impacted by the geopolitical tension. China bans it. So what's going to happen next? If you have invested in Micron technology, this is a good saucy one. If you're in the chip business between NF stocks in China, maybe Samsung in the US as well, this will be a good one for you to listen to. So let's get to it. Hey, Coconuts. Welcome back to another weekly market updates with me, Rakesh. And Anthony, it's... Oh, wait, we are nearly at the end of May, right? Where, yes. Where's time gone, man? I this know, dude. insane. Actually, I was just about to say we're almost halfway through the year. What no, no, that's still the month of June. I mean... <laughs> still the month. Okay, fine. Then I'll, I'll save that for 1st of July. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but I mean, the, the year has been passing by quite a fair bit, right? Yeah, it has. Like, I thought we were still kind of like in March, April. Oh, yeah, I know. Quarter just ended, doing doing okay. But no, we are in <laughs> end May, actually. I can't even say it's early May. It's end no. May. It's terrible. I don't yeah. know where the time has gone. Yeah, bro. Tell me about it. It's probably working. La. I can see we're all working quite hard here. You barely yeah. having any sleep. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if my eye back show. It's, it's a bit shadowy. Um, but yes, new new recording location today at the office. Um, yeah. Hope it works. And hope there's no confidential information behind me that I get called out for. <laughs> All right, Coconuts. As Anthony moves over that papers so that we can't record any of his legal documents, let me take you through what we're going to be talking about today. First things first, we're going to be talking about C, S-E-A, and their earnings, Grab, and their earnings, and last but not least, China and Micron Technology. Well, that one's something to wait for, I think. Yeah, I think that's the interesting one, right? Like, uh, C-Grab, who really cares? Yeah, I know. See, if you notice even my tone, right? As I was going through it, like, okay, we'll go through this. <laughs> no, but C is interesting, right? Because I think for coconuts out there and, you know, Singaporeans, they always want to know how Shopee is doing, how Karina is doing. We've been covering this story as well for good yeah, year I think plus. We, C, we kind of have to do by now, you know, if, yeah. if there's a quarter that goes by without us talking about C, that, that's a bit weird. Absolutely. And then Grab, we yelled about it and complained about it from its spec days, right? Down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they, they want to earn money from my taxi. I guess mm. it's fine. I don't know if they're making money though. I guess we'll figure out. No, no, they're not making. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> okay, yes. let's start off with C. Now, I think one thing to note with C is that, uh, and most of us know this, they have two different kinds. Right? One is the e-commerce, the other is the gaming industry for Garena. But reported revenue was actually $3 billion. So it's actually up 5%. But their okay. stock declined 20%. All right. 20%. And Dubai. Right, just just by the yes. day. Yes, very funny. Okay, <laughs> by the day, keep going, keep going. And it's actually because of this. Number one, their digital entertainment sector actually tanked fifty two percent year on year. That okay. is quite a big, big thing. I mean, Garena has been having these issues, right? And I think we've been talking about that for quite a bit in terms of that one game that they have in Garena. Um, what's it called, Anthony? Free Fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, that one game <laughs> that, that Garena has been holding on. 
And that's, I think, one of the issues with, with that. And we've been talking about it, but it's been tanking since the COVID days, right? Because in COVID, everybody was at home playing, playing, playing. And now people have started to go out. And you can actually see a little bit of a change with their e-commerce, right? And now we've seen with, with Amazon, they've been looking at diversifying and actually looking quite good as we did the earnings a couple of weeks ago in terms of diversification into e-commerce. Well, not shockingly, C also has had quite a good quarter with regards to the e-commerce segment. Their revenue actually climbed 50% year on year. Okay. Um, so that is one of the good highlights coming in from C. But of course, the reason it dropped was because the per share profit missed the estimates of 40 cents. And correct me if I'm wrong for this one, Anthony. One of the rumors is that there is some sort of an impairment charge that they had to pay for of $118 million. I was but, reading this what, in a couple of articles. Uh, it was an undisclosed acquisition for a prior undisclosed oh. acquisition. That was something that we read. <laughs> okay. And that by sounds a bit dodgy, right? Like, in a sense that if there was a big acquisition, then it was clearly, it sh- clearly should have been material and therefore disclosed. And if it was not a big acquisition, yep. then why are we impairing such a $1.8 billion, is it? It's, it's not... Uh, sorry, it's no, not, not, not billion. billion. One, $118 million. $118 Oh, $118 million. It's still not insane. Okay, I mean, that's, yes, it's... Yeah. It's still not right. Okay, it's not that big, so maybe they they found something to compared to, to the say 3D. that I don't need to disclose yeah. it. Yeah, I mean that's still four percent mm. of revenue, so it's not small either. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, yeah. that I think yeah, it's, exactly. It sounds a bit odd. Um, without digging, and and I think something to to dig a bit more of, right? Because I mean, a, a lot of these long term plays, you are really trying to see how management behaves and whether management behaves in a manner that's aligned with you. So, you know, if they are mm. making big acquisitions, writing them down, you know, quite shortly after and not disclosing about it until you do the write down, then there's a bit odd, right? Like, like how many more acquisitions are there inside yeah. that have not been disclosed? And I think maybe it's partly why this is, is a confidence factor. I mean, Anthony, give, give, give us your thoughts here, right? Two different angles. One is the e-commerce, one is the gaming. We know you've been investing in C for quite a while. How does this sort of make you in terms of this undisclosed acquisition or in terms of Garena or in terms of e-commerce? I did it. Half joking, right? Half joking. Not, not, not even wholly joking. <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I say this for a few things, right? One is that, you know, last quarter and like six months ago, they said, you know, we are going to really focus on profitability now, right? Last quarter mm. was the first time I think they were on a non-gap basis, had positive EBITDA, right? It's also not super profitable. Obviously, there's issues with stock-based comp and all that, but hey, you know, not too bad, right? They, within a few months, they really bucked up, you know, and you read the news, it's, it's all this very draconian measures of, oh, my toilet paper is now one ply, not two ply. So I save money. That, that kind of stuff, right? And and I think last quarter when we were talking about earnings, it was also a bit like, we, we wanted to wait and see because a lot of the profitability was driven by cost-cutting measures. So it was like firing people, it was reduction in sales and marketing, which could, you know, in the medium term lead to a decline in revenues for e-commerce as you stop giving people vouchers to make their use of platform. So to me, this quarter is kind of a step in the correct direction, right? Like the previous story of C was, well, it's a flywheel. We have Garena that will sponsor everything else mm. to lose money and, you know, they'll still be profitable in the air as they burn and gain market share, right? Now, we are, we are kind of seeing a, a maturing of the e-commerce business and a, a bit more of a maturing of the C money business as well. So, you know, if Garena kind of dies off in the end, uh, that, that, that's okay, you know, because... You still like the 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 price here is obviously e-commerce and financial services, right? The price is not gaming. Gaming is like an add-on. Yeah. It, it's a nice booster, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. So no, I think happen. yeah, this is not a bad thing. 
And, and even on the gaming side, there's, I think, some good news about they have more games coming down the pipeline. They are AAA. They are meant to be, you know, replacements to Free Flyer and good money spinners. So, you know, you never know. There, there could be a rebound for that right around the corner, right? But, I mean, if you just look at the core business and if you think about CS kind of e-commerce, Southeast Asian e-commerce leader, and, and you want that story, then, hey, you know what? The, the business is doing well. Might be time to start buying again. Mm. So... My take on this is the fact that, you know, last year we were talking about how Garena was was pulling all of it. And it's really interesting to see how companies have changed. We talked about this with, with Amazon as well, right? With AWS mm. and about this right at the start, where their e-commerce business has been the ones actually performing over the last quarter, year on year, and so on and so forth. So are we starting to see C as less of a Garena? Are we starting to see C as more of an e-commerce player, right? I think that's, that's a question that coconuts you would have to think about at least that's what i'm thinking about right and if that is the case that's fine because you know e-commerce is growing etc etc but then why are you spending more and more on video games i guess that would be a question are you spending more and more on video games or is it just a revenue thing right and and i think that there's also two parts to that one is you know ideally they get a flywheel back up and running right so you can be you know a profitable Mm. gaming business and a profitable e-commerce business right the the problem with that is that the gaming business is you know famously lumpy right if you have a hit game you you win a lot if you don't have a hit game then then you kind of struggle Mm. so maybe the in the medium term it might be a reversal of the flywheel right where you have your Shopee and your you know c money kind of half subsidizing garena which seems to be the case now right your, your e-commerce growth is great. Yeah. Even if less sales and marketing, your C-money growth is great. You know? So yeah, maybe for now, the, the flywheel is paused or, or reversing. But if they can get it firing on all cylinders again, hey, you know that that is actually the bullest of bull cases, right? That, that every part of the company is making money. Think, they, they have been um, extremely cutthroat um, throughout anyway. So if Garena can't turn it around within the next one to two years, hey, you know what? They really might be closed down. As, as everything gets more profitable. So, hey, you, you never stole know. The, stole the words out of my mouth, <laughs> yeah. actually, um, Anthony. Because, yeah, I was just about to say, because they have been pretty cutthroat with regards to all the other shoppies and all the other markets that they tried to open up and then consolidated back real quick, right? Um, was it with France? Was it with India? Was it with a few others as well? So yeah. um, maybe they're giving this one more shot with, with Garena, with the gaming, and then see how that goes, if not coming back to, to basics. Yeah, exactly. So what? So you th- really think, buy the dip, huh? Actually, yeah. On that note, um, Anthony, did you know actually C is up forty four percent year a uh, year today? So actually, that's yeah, that's pretty um, decent. It's been great. I mean, it's, it's well, no. You should know this, lah. Which is up like hundred twenty percent, yeah, for the year. But you know, it's it's pretty decent. Um, I I know this because my C position is actually I think profitable now after holding for okay. so, like a year plus <laughs> and, and buying like periodically. Okay. No, so yeah, I mean, look, and, and this kind of just you know, is the nature of things, right? You you want to buy. I mean, I still think this is a bear market rally and all that, but you you kind of want to buy when the going gets tough, when it gets a bit harder to buy, and and not everybody's as optimistic because when the market recovers and if the company is a good one, that is when you recover and and your portfolio recovers. Yeah, fair enough. Awesome. Well, uh, that's it on C. Let's move on to our next story. Now yeah. this one, how market recovering or not? Grab. Uh, no, I, I never bought. <laughs> ah, so okay. I, I, okay. I still don't know how to think about grab. Oh man, it's. I mean, even doing the notes for this, I was like, "You are in a lot of things. Your hands are in a lot of things. What are you going to be doing?" And and for me, that's really the question, right? Like they have a whole ton of things. They have the mobility segment, they have the financial mm. services segment, and I think those are the big, big ones, right? 
And one thing that I mean, I just I, on this notes as well. I just focus on the on the financial services and the mobility as well. So why don't we start there, right? Mobility, which includes your ride hailing, uh, so on and so forth, that has grown seventy two percent from the first quarter of twenty twenty three. So that's decent. Actually, I didn't know they could grow that much. Uh, so, <laughs> it's quite a well, bit. I mean, quite we, a we were kind bit, of still actually. in COVID then, were we? Yeah, we were, we were kind of still existing COVID, mm, right? So, yeah, so your transport of, that yeah. wouldn't have been great. I, I don't know. I can't. I actually can't remember what has happened past year. Yeah. So anyway, it is their their excuse here, or not their excuse, but their reason is recovery in tourism, right? Uh, and that yeah. could be correct because in twenty twenty two, early twenty twenty two, we were still trying to book, and we can see flights skyrocketing in prices still. So tourism would have increased uh, in in these regions that they are operating in in in, uh, in Asia, right? But I think one of the one of the things that they have been focusing on is financial services, and that has grown two hundred and thirty three percent, which is pretty decent. I think it's thirty eight million in the first quarter. Wow, that is right. actually That's quite decent. Wait, quite what, what did C? What was C doing? Because C money should have grown quite a bit as well, right? Uh. C went up 214% oh, okay. year digital financial services. So that's actually pretty decent that they are equal or, you know, just about the same size as, as C money as well. And they have been growing. So they're clearly not eating each other's revenue here and there. Like, like um, the, the market I think is just one so the big. Things... <laughs> they can both, you know, grow. At yes. Rate, yes. Right? Exactly. Exactly right. Um, but one of the things I thought was pretty cool was that some things that they have mentioned during the earnings call grab. They've tried to focus mm-hmm. on effectively not spending as much money on the bottom line. <laughs> what do I mean by this? Did they yeah, change incentives, their toilet paper? Yeah, partner in- <laughs> no, no. But after this digressing, one of the things I thought was was quite interesting from Grab was the fact that they have reduced their partner incentives. They've reduced their consumer incentive. So the offers, yeah. all of this extra bonus that so you would to use to go or? in and yala, correct lah. I mean, obviously, that's the way. That, that's the only way, right? That's where they're burning, right? <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that's, that's what that, has that, happened. That's where they were burning. Um, yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's where they were burning. Uh, it dropped by twenty two percent for the partner incentives and thirty six percent by consumer incentives. And their gross merchandising value was just four percent of a decline from from previous year. So actually, that's not too bad, given that they have reduced their consumer incentives by that much. Well, I mean, sure, but then you look at C and they they slashed, you know, marketing, which which is toilet consumer paper. incentives by like sixty oh. percent, right? Yeah. I mean, not not only toilet paper, but even like you know, mm. shopee vouchers, for example, <laughs> and they still grew. No, mm. so I, I think that there is True. maybe something to be said about the structural difference in in the markets for you know Grab's mobility and. You know, sees e-commerce business like one just seems to work kind of better than the other without incentives. Maybe it's a competition thing, you know, where you, um, C is kind of like a duopoly or at the very least like quite oligopolistic market. Whereas for Grab, there there are still quite a lot of competitors that are very that really just differentiate on price, right? Because I don't really care whether I take Tada or Grab or Gojek or Comfort, they all get me the same place. I just want it fast and I want exactly. it cheap. Yes. Absolutely. And I think that's that's exactly right. We're looking at two different segments. Right? One is in the in the gig economy, one's traveling, one's logistical. The other one is buying from lack of a better term, buying from China. Um so you know, it's cheaper as well. So they could buy from there and then send it across. 
but I think it's it's nice. It's it's good to see them reduce these incentives, not as a user, obviously, for us. But mm-hmm. let's see how this goes with regards yeah, to whether it's sustainable. Because I, I don't yeah, know if and, it is, because if they and, notice and this, even if it's sus- how is the competition going to take it? And, and even if it's sustainable, are they actually going to be get profitable, right? So, so I, I mean, mean <laughs> for all the improvements they are making, they are not EBITDA positive, right? O- on a gap basis. I mean, adjusted. Yeah, sure. Once you, once you take off everything. Adjusted. Oh, wait, actually, no. Yeah. Even if even yes. adjusted, they're still negative. Like 200, they're still burning. Like adjusted EBITDA, yes. So, yep. like, this is cost-cutting and they're still quite fine rate. You know, how much more can they improve, right? How Can they really improve their take rate by that much? You know, can they really grow the market by that much? I think these are all questions that are difficult to answer. At least difficult to answer positively to say that, yes, they can definitely do it. <laughs> so I, I think that that is really the, the, the challenge. I mean, they um, are saying they can, right? They are saying they can. When? Um, but... <laughs> I really don't know how much more they're going to go unless they're going to move into different markets, right? And, and other markets that they're not into. And even then, then that, that requires the, the cash burn as well to, to, to be you there. Know. Exactly. I was just about to say that. That requires partner incentives. That requires consumer incentives. So what, what are we going to be talking about here with regards to profitability? Yeah. So so I think that, me, that's, that's the, going to be that's very the, that's difficult, I think. Like, like you can't grow. You know, they you, say they you can't can shrink. It. Sure. Show me, right? Sure. Don't tell. So, I mean, so yeah, maybe this quarter we'll talk about grab again. I think one quarter not enough for this. I think we need to come back in, in two to three quarters and then compare and see, okay, these things actually change. Huh? <laughs> maybe we'll, okay, okay. We will only cover grab again when they are free cash flow positive. Okay, other than that, we will not talk about this <laughs> So we will not talk about it for a few okay, years. Okay, so yes. coconuts, we won't, yeah, we won't be talking about it ever again. So... <laughs> 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 no, they, they will become professional oh, positive um, on an adjusted basis sometime in the next few years, I would say. You know, it, it's not okay. a bad Oh, you're talking about I mean, Uber did it. Yeah, okay, yeah, Uber did it. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I don't see why Grab can't on a much smaller scale, right? So, so, yeah, yeah, it's maybe doable. But yeah, why don't we do this, right? We will not talk about crap until they are free cash flow positive. <laughs> and then we'll finally give them some attention. Okay, fine. Let's give <laughs> give them attention. Actually, Anthony, if you're hearing us, uh, you can pay us. We will do it for you more often or so. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you sponsor us, we'll talk about you all the time. Um, yeah, maybe not always positively because we want to be true to our audience but yes <laughs> we can talk about you as much as you want or as little as you want maybe you don't want us to talk about you right you pay us to shut up I also don't mind oh that's that's a great one yeah 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 I think that's a great one <laughs> alright that's a bit for, for grab um, Anthony any closing comments if not let's move on no, I, I think I, I'm I'm just very upset about the lack of um consumer incentives um in, in their words right I, I just want my cheap delivery right. and, and cheap transport mm-hmm. Then I have to take MRT, I have to cook more. Inflation very expensive, you know? Like, can they, can they spare a yeah, thought for their consumers and just give us more money? Is that why you're in the office? So you can eat the office pantry? <laughs> no need to have dinner on it. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, th- that's why I'm in the office, so I can claim my taxi fare home and you know, not actually... Ah, there myself. you go. Ah. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Um, I'm kidding. I'm in the office because I actually have work to do. Okay. <laughs> got you, got you, got you. All right, folks. Before moving into any other issues, let's go to our third story. All right, China. All right, microtechnology. What's up? Yeah, I mean, um, Micron Technology is is pretty much memory. Yeah, they are they are memory chip manufacturer. Um, they are one of the world's biggest chip companies, and you know, they are they are somebody that we have kind of been down on quite a bit because well their memory we think i think at least is commoditized and they have a huge chinese presence you know 
but because it's commoditized, China, the Chinese are very strong competitors in this space. And Korea, the Koreans with Samsung and SK Hynix are, are the leaders in this space, right? So, so Micron by itself, in just uh, from a competitive positioning, wasn't great already, right? Then, you know, the news struck, I think, on Sunday, the company was told, and, and it became like news news on Monday that the, the Chinese um, cyberspace administration released a ruling. They, they found that Micron's products pose security risks to their information infrastructure. So Chinese companies, especially those who are operators of key infra- infrastructure, cannot buy Micron products. Um, then obviously the, the question is, well, what, what's key infrastructure? Nobody really knows. At the very least, they're like your telcos, your banks, you know, like if a bank, you have a data center because you want it on-prem, sorry, no microchips can go in there. Wow. Wow. It's, well, clearly this is a bit more than just Micron now, right? Aren't they the scapegoat? What's yeah, I, I mean, I, I think clearly it's it's tit for tat, right? We, we have talked quite a bit about the, the U.S. kind of, well, not sanctions, the U.S. actions against Chinese um, chip companies and preventing them from buying materials and preventing them from buying equipment and preventing you know, NVIDIA and AMD from exporting to, to China, right? So that that's obviously hurt China. And, and China have just come out swinging and said, well, fine, screw you. I'm going to hurt your US company too. And unfortunately, unfortunately, this kind of seems to be the best that they can do without cutting off their own nose. So uh, that, that that's a bit of a shame. But yeah, I, th- I think this is clearly re- retaliation. They're, they're trying to, you know, push the US companies a bit more to say, hey, you know what? If you keep harming us, we will push back. We will try to harm you. And so if you don't want this to happen to you, go, go talk to your government, right? Because from the Chinese perspective, at least, the US started it. I mean, the US will say, obviously, the Chinese started it. So, yeah, you know, yeah. they're like kids in the playground. But hey, <laughs> um, I, I guess all, all geopolitics <laughs> so, are, are really just like playground fights. I, I, I mean, Micron clearly putting lah, the, the kid mm. right in the center of the playground with the two bullies on the two corners. Yeah. But... Coming back to the numbers, what are the um, percentages that Micron will lose in terms of this revenue? How big are they in China? How big are they in Hong Kong? Can sell or cannot? Okay, so the problem is nobody really knows. Uh, and nobody really knows on d- different oh. fronts, right? It's not just one thing that nobody really knows. So one is nobody really knows what equipment and which companies this ruling affects, right? Is it just telcos and banks? You know, is it more companies like maybe property developers are now also key infrastructure right so you, you can't do that or maybe like alibaba <laughs> yeah, cloud yeah. is key infrastructure so you, you can't do that um, so i think that is a very open question as to who is actually banned and then there's a separate question of what is actually banned right so people think it's like data centers and, and big things like that sure that's fine but you know micron also su- supplies a lot of chips to smartphones so if you are a bank employee that owns a smartphone is that an operator of key infrastructure and, and a vector of attack. So that is banned as well. And and as mm. is no nobody knows. Wow. Right? And and in and in China as well, you know, that there, there is always a bit of that signaling effect going on. So if the Chinese government has told all the big SOEs that you can't use Micron, you can't have Micron products in your usage, then if you are Alibaba, you're not going to follow that. Uh that that's a bit challenging, right? Or if you are, you know, a huge private Chinese company, are you not going to follow or a huge Hong Kong company, you know, are you not going to follow that? I think that that's, you want to earn a set of caution, right? You don't want to be the one hauled up next um, in, in three months to for, for not doing all these things. So so you might 
out of an abundance of caution, just say, actually, you know what? I don't think this applies to me, but just to be safe, I'm not buying my current products as well, right? So, so I think that wow. is all. That, those are and all unknowns, that, but that, yeah. that is that, obviously the, the super pessimistic view. Yeah, so if that cascades down to to that sort of thinking, and you can see why as well, given what you know the China the Chinese government has been doing, and and how they can just ban you and do whatever they want to. As a company, you're going to be very, very cautious and therefore not buy Micron until this is cleared up. So it's going to be the opposite, yeah. right? Where it's like, oh, it's ambiguous. It's um, ambiguous. I'll just buy it until they say cannot. In this case, I would be, I won't buy it until they say can, right? And that is yes. putting Micron in a completely different step. Yep. And just in terms of like impact on Micron, right? So if you look at their financials, I think 25% of their revenue is generated either directly or indirectly from Hong, from Hong Kong and China, right? So a quarter of the company, right, 25. could potentially be impacted. Worst case, worst case, oh right? Worst, worst, worst case, all of that goes to zero. 25% is gone, right? Uh, management came out and said, oh, yeah, we don't think it's that bad. You know, we assume this doesn't affect smartphones. It's only on data centers. We assume it's like telcos and banks because that seems to be the hint from the government. So we expect a low to high single-digit percentage of uh, hit to revenue so it's like what three to nine percent i guess <laughs> that, that, that's their that's their <laughs> big range that they, they've offered up so not 10 you know still, still less than 10 but you know i think that that is still guys material enough <laughs> it's big right it's big um no 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 yeah. reason to say it's not big it, it's going to be big so so that's one problem for micron right directly their revenue is hit Another problem is, well, they do produce a lot in China that they export out of China to sell to, you know, Asia or to sell to China, Korea and Japan, right? Is is that the next part that's going to be hit? Right? As and and I think that, that's where you, you, you... No, I mean, there, there's no ruling that they cannot produce in China, right? Stop selling. But if... If yeah. they if you can't buy or if they have to stop selling, then then is there a problem? If they can't export, is there a problem? Like you know, if once there is this tit for tat exchange going on, unless somebody, unless, which, and somebody being one of the US or the Chinese government, which seems unlikely, steps up to say, hey, you know what, you know, let let's call a truce for now. Let let's you know be a bit more friendly. It's just gonna get worse, right? So you know, I would say this is the start and not the end. Even just for Micron, right? This is not the end of sanctions um, or, or possible actions against them. This is just the beginning. And I guess the easiest way that the Chinese could, you know, find some sort of retaliation. And and this retaliation sounds very, very similar to what the US did to China, right? Because the US, I think three or four years ago now for Huawei said, hey, you know what, you know, your, your Huawei products are risk to my security. So I'm banning them from all products, right? So, so this is the direct opposite. Wow. I mean, how many more companies? For me, I'm I'm just thinking this is the first, right? Yep. The US can't back down. They're not going to. They might come back and say another company. And then China might say another company. And before you know it, it's it's not going to work out, right? And and all of these companies are effectively right in the center of this fight yep. between China and US. Exactly. I mean, but this is kind of the, the natural consequence if you say that I want to move my supply chain out of China. Right, like, like you are going to end up in a world where you have these two powers, and and these two powers will kind of have bifurcated supply chains, where you know they have a, a list of suppliers that sell primarily to them, and a list of suppliers that don't. Right, and you kind of see this battle line already being drawn, especially in semiconductors, with you know ASML also coming out and saying, oh yeah, you know what, the US government has asked us very nicely not 
to supply to China. And, you know, we have decided to follow that. And the, the US have kind of also got Japan with Nikon on board and Nikon makes like one of the key, I can't remember which key component. I, I was going to say mirrors, but no, that that's um, that's the German company. So yeah, one of one of the key components of chips. That one of the and then they have also come and said, yeah, sure, we will we'll cut down our um, supply to China, right? So so you kind of see the 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 battle lines being drawn here, where there are sites being chosen by by the big suppliers, and and that really hurts China. And I mean, we, we, we can move into to hypothetical a bit more, but uh, to bring it back down to coconuts, right? What does this mean for Micron investors? People who have invested in Micron. Yeah, first question Cut is, loss. why do you buy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's just say they did. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so but I mean, you know, I mean, that's not being, being wholly flippant, right? Because what, what was your thesis? What was your thesis that they would be the winner of, you know, the US memory chip supply? Because they're, is a possible world where, you know, memory chips, commodities as they are, are split. Um, the two leaders being Samsung and SK Hynix somehow don't fall within the US sphere, right? Or the, or the EU sphere. Then, then in which case, Micron becomes a de facto leader. They, they are going to be able to, you know, justify high margins and all that. And, you know, they'll win, right? I mean, I don't think that's likely, but yeah, it's not impossible. So, so if that was your thesis, then this doesn't harm it. In fact, it supports it and you should hold or you should buy more on a dip. If your thesis was, uh, you know what, Micron, they're, they're a sleeping giant, you know, US manufacturing will win in the end. It's not really a commodity. There, there are real differences between the chips. So I'm going to support Micron, I'm going to buy. Then I, I'm sorry, maybe it's time to sell because your thesis, like you have just kind of lost at least 10% of your revenue, right? How much stronger do you have to be in terms of market share to gain it all back you know, outside of China, you know? And this is the start, right? So so how, how much more of a hit can you take? So you can go, oh yeah, sure. And I'm super long-term. Long-term, they'll win. I don't care what happens in the short term. Then all I can say is good luck, right? <laughs> that, that, that's all there is to it. <laughs> um, but maybe there's a third, right? So they ban micron chips, et cetera, et cetera. Now there's this gap to fill in China. Who do you think might, might go in, right? Because clearly there's this gap. That, that China yeah. needs to buy these so chips. The, the, the is there clear a, ones my are, question here is this, right? Number one, I would love for you to talk about that. But number two, could it be as an investor, you buy those, maybe something of that to try and offset this? Two-part question. Yeah, so so I think the the clear substitutes, and these are really substitutes in the sense that you don't have to change any part of your manufacturing process where you literally swap one chip for another, right? There, there are Samsung and SK mm. Right, so, so we have talked about them uh, ah, quite a few times. Um, uh, yes. just in this segment, they are like the top two companies for memory chips, right? So, you know, and those two, sh- I think they, they okay, they didn't really shoot up, but they went up a bit, you know, once the announcement came out. And I think the difficulty mm. with these two companies is obviously South Korea is a U.S. ally, right? You you can't. I mean, it's possible, but it's really very unlikely that. South, that these companies just align themselves with China and kind of screw the US, right? That's not going to work. So, so they, they'll try to tread the middle. They'll, they'll try to play both sides. But if push comes to shove, they they'll choose true. US. So, you know, it, it, it might be a bit difficult to see how in the medium term they really gain from Micron being excluded. In fact, you, you might take the opposite view and say, hey, you know what? If, if Koreans are actually US allies, then these two companies are next on the chopping block, right? From China's perspective. Mm. No, it's time to hurt them as well, and and yeah. kind of send a warning to everybody else not to ally with the US, right? So, so I think 
that's the difficulty. The alternatives, right, and, and this really plays into the two supply chain type of thesis is, well, you know, memory is a commodity. We have Yangtze memory, YMTC, which is a relatively good supply of memory chips, right? And we talked about them, I think, quite quite a many months back but you know they, they are definitely you know good memory companies in, in China that can produce things like this right so so there are substitutes within the Chinese market as well and those companies actually went up a lot <laughs> on Monday because it was obviously a, a tailwind in, in their back okay cool interesting nice to know about this all right coconuts thank you again so much for listening it's just the two of us today but hopefully we'll get someone in uh, in the next couple of weeks we'll see you all next week bye all right, see you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.